Hello and welcome back to What Do You Know For Sure podcast with me, Anne Hughes. And in this, a Christmas edition of the podcast, I'm speaking to Lainey Graham. And she's talking about how Santa doesn't have a naughty list. I never expected to have a Christmas edition of the podcast, but here we go. Some amazing insights and certainly going to change my language around Santa and what he's looking for when it comes to giving children gifts. Lainey, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. Uh, thank you for having me. Yeah, tell us a bit about you. Uh, so I am the counselling team lead at the Junction Young People Health and Wellbeing in Leith. Yeah. And I also hold my private counsel, uh, practice in counselling, yeah. um, where I see uh, young people and adults mostly struggling with complex trauma. Mm-hmm. And I am a mum of a five-year-old. Yeah. And... Someone who loves being outdoors and going out for hiking and in the garden, doing some gardening. <laughs> perfect, perfect. And it's been lovely to be recording this podcast in person, Wayne. So I know you've been thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Tell me, what do you know for sure? Well, coming out specifically to this season, I guess what struck me as what I know for sure is Santa doesn't have a naughty list. And telling children he does stops them from thinking of themselves and of other people, their peers and their friends, as humans with a story and a rational reason for acting, and instead as black and white as I am good or I am bad. I love this, because it's probably one of these things that people now talk about so much, but when I was a kid, when I was a wean, they did this, and that didn't make it okay, that isn't a justification for it. So if we know better, then we do better. And you're right. What do you see coming out of the other side of that? You talk about how, obviously, you do counselling. If kids aren't seeing people the way you just described them, what's the damage, what's the potential damage of that that has to be cleaned up at some later stage? Well, in their self-thought, it's, uh, I'm a bad person. I'm, I'm not worthy of love or toys or respect. And the self-esteem, we see so many young people and adults as well struggling with self-esteem, of confidence in school, no longer wanting to go to school because they don't feel good enough or their anxiety is so high. Adults struggling to get into work because they don't have the confidence in an interview of, I'm not good enough, I'm, I'm bad. And mm-hmm. if you're not looking at the reasons for why you've got this thought about yourself of actually no I'm not I'm just a bit anxious in this situation I just think of things get wet there in a different way from somebody else or or I just work in a different way then they go actually I'm I'm not bad I just do things differently and I do things in my way and I'm I'm good I'm great I'm an awesome person exactly and I think now you, you know we we recognize obviously neurodiversity I love neurodiversity in people I have a lot of neurodiversity in my life and that people just have a different way of arriving at the different venue whereas when I reflect on growing up and all the maybe the boys that were, I was at school with that were all dead by the time I was 18, 19, 20. And I think they just had a different way. I reflect on that now. They weren't bad boys. Because they, oh, no. they were children. How can a seven-year-old really be that bad? Exactly. For instance, that seven-year-old might have had so much going on at home that being bad, being slightly challenging or getting up to mischief in school was a way that 
they were able to get an adult to notice them and check in on them mm-hmm. and actually keep them safe. So yeah. being challenging, being getting that attention was their way of keeping themselves safe because they knew an adult was checking in, seeing them. And so actually someone knows I'm here, someone knows I'm living, that I'm okay, I'm all right. And that's how they got, got that attention half yeah. the time. No, I mean, I don't think, like, so I've only got my wee boy that we're having the Santa chat with now, and I wouldn't have ever said, you need to be good, you're being naughty, that's not a dialogue I would have with him anyway, but I have no doubt that there's parents listening to this, like me, just went, oh, that's so true, we're damaging our children when we say that. So, if someone's listening to this just now, and they're thinking, oh no, I need to stop saying that, I mean, what do you do with that if up until, like, ten minutes ago you had said to your child, you're going to be in Santa's naughty list. How do you wheel back on that? How do you like <laughs> backtrack on that and sort of a change of dialogue, do you think? I think I might I might just be honest that I got it wrong. Mm. Do you know what? I think I'm wrong. I think Santa doesn't have a naughty list. And sometimes we have bad days and that's all right. But as long as you're able to recognise when maybe things haven't got right and maybe think about how those actions have affected somebody else then Santa understands you have a bad day and you can do other things to make him you feel good about yourself and that you're doing nice things for other children like we have the fairy elves in South Queensbury where you're given those children in need more sort of contribute to a food bank giving away soft toys I get my wee one to pick out some of the toys she doesn't want before Christmas to give to other children Mm. and it, it makes her feel good that she's contributing to other people. Our Christmas list, when we write a letter to Santa, it's uh, something I wish for myself, something I wish for my friends, something I wish for another. And she she asks for a gift, but she asks for wishes for others as well. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. It is because I think what challenges me slightly is that you know, my, my wee boy will do all right at Christmas, right? Because that we're in a position to do that. And I worry that kids that he goes to school with could have not got such a good Christmas and they would somehow think, because of the whole thing about Santa, which I don't know how wise any of it is really when I reflect on it, could think, oh, so Santa obviously prefers him to me because look what he got. And I didn't get very much. And that children could almost feel guilt about the fact that obviously didn't like me as much as he liked them. Mm. And that is like, that demolishes my whole concept around us even talking about Santa. Because I don't know that this lie that we've been telling children for all time <laughs> is actually the best one to be telling them, isn't it not? I struggle with that one. What angle to give? You hope that Santa's not going to bring... An iPad, because that would be so unfair if your child got an iPad and the child next door didn't. So maybe Santa brings your child a teddy. Mm -hmm. But then how do you explain to your child, well, they didn't get an iPad? Uh And I guess it is about that, oh, well, I'm not entirely sure how Santa works, but maybe that, that person really needed an iPad. And we can't know the stories of the people that, but Santa does, and Santa will give those who need things what they need. And it looks like you're really happy with mm-hmm. their teddy, so uh-huh. let, let's be excited by what we have and just trying to bring it back into 
that what we don't know about somebody else and what we are grateful for that we have in our own situation. Yeah, yeah. And since you're a counsellor and we're talking about Christmas, I think there's this belief, isn't there, that everybody else is having the best Christmas in the world Mm. because the pictures that they put up are just the best pictures. They may not be indicative of actual Christmas days. And it's a challenging time for a lot of people, isn't it? Because you think everybody else is having a better time than you. They're going on more nights out. They're skinnier, they're prettier. They've got nicer clothes and they've been to nicer places and now they're having a big family dinner and I'm sort of a sitting here with no Christmas nights out and I don't have a big happy family all around me. How can we manage our own expectations on ourselves about Christmas and about what it might look like for others and what it feels like for us? I think sometimes it, it is hard. It's a really tough time because... People expect everyone to be overjoyed that Christmas yeah. is here. And you're right, it's not a happy time for everyone. Some people really struggle. And I don't think in those circumstances we should be saying, well, what are the best things that happen? What are you thankful for? It is good to recognise what we're thankful for. But it's also re- good to be able to just say, actually, that did sound shit. And I'm sorry for that. And actually, we'll, we'll sit with the shitness in that. Sometimes just recognising, being with someone going, yeah, that doesn't sound fun, but is there something you'd like to do that we can make that a better Christmas for yeah. you? Is there any way you, I could help my friend have a better Christmas if they're sharing with me that their Christmas wasn't great, that maybe we don't call it Christmas? We, well, what, what can we do now? Uh-huh. Because we don't want to jam something up to make it sound like bells and whistles if it wasn't. Because I think that's also unfair when we're trying to make yeah. make people seem like actually I'm not allowed to re- say that this this time isn't good for me. Exactly, exactly, and I think that pressure as well to relieve people from the pressure of getting themselves into debt to buy Christmas presents that aren't really important that will get left in a cupboard, and <laughs> you know, and to just like think you could make something different, couldn't you? Of Christmas, it doesn't just have to be the sort of a all the Christmas adverts that come out at this time of year and. And everybody thinks they have to attain that. They have to attain that level of joyfulness, that level of happiness, that level of celebration. You don't need to, don't you know? No. It's unhealthy to actually make yourself do it, probably. Just Christmas can be whatever it is for you. And that can be sitting with your friend on a couch, watching a movie with a glass of wine. Yeah. If you don't have that, it is really tough as well. Some people don't even have that. I guess being able to advertise the options where there are community activities for those who don't have that, like there are sort of some community groups or lunches that you can go to. But if that, if you know someone who hasn't got something on Christmas that you can't invite them to your Christmas, maybe trying to organise something after Christmas that you might be able to say, actually, well, let's go out for a dinner or go out for, come to mine for dinner if you can't mm-hmm. afford to go out. But just recognising that it isn't the same for everyone and we can't make it joyful for everyone. Exactly. So what can we do for those who aren't having the best time? Uh-huh. And so if we now, those sitting listening to this podcast and ch- nodding their heads and having that realisation that I've now got that Santa doesn't have a naughty list because of course he doesn't. If we hear people talking about naughty lists, if we ourselves find ourselves talking about naughty lists, do we need to just like stop doing that shit? 
I always say if someone says, oh, I just don't think Santa has a naughty list because there's no such thing as a bad child. Yeah. And just leave it at that. Oh, what a perfect line to end on, Lainey. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. Thank you for having me. Hello and thank you for joining me on this episode of What Do You Know For Sure podcast. If you would like to connect with me, you can do that across social media by searching and Hughes Ignite. If I refer to my radio show and the podcast, you can catch those on my Mixcloud. Again, just searching and Hughes Ignite. And if you or anybody you know want to answer this question with me, please do get in touch. Just go onto my website, anhughesignite.co.uk and fill in the contact page at the bottom and I'll be delighted to have this conversation with you too. Thank you.